Monsters take many forms. Some lurk in deep waters and only appear to a select few, while others share our sidewalks and manipulate the people around them. Occasionally, the two beasts collide and legend is born. It's Aleister Crowley and the Loch Ness Monster. It's pseudophiles. This week we're going to talk a little bit about, well, first Aleister Crowley. We're going to get a little bit into uh, the Loch Ness Monster because oh. they're tied together, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a connection. That's true. Two An intimate monsters. one. Two, two monsters. monsters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one home. That's right. A monster Wait. and a beast. Two, two dark souls. The beast, yeah. <laughs> the beast. He called himself that, or his mother his called mother him. His mother called him that, and right? then he yeah. took on the nickname uh, just because he liked it. He thought it applied, especially when he started looking into occultism later mm-hmm. in his life. Hmm. Yeah, I wish I, would take I, that. I really wanted to write down just all of Crowley's accolades that he'd done. I feel like the amount of stuff he did in life makes me seem very little accomplished. Like I didn't do <laughs> yeah. much in my life yeah. compared to yeah. him yeah. at this point. Well, I think he, you know, it's easy to think about Aleister Crowley and the fact that he, you know, he could get a bad rap. This is a bad guy. You right. Know, he, he dabbles with dark forces, mm-hmm. but, uh, he had a lot of strange accomplishments in his own right. Yeah, you know? he did. He did some crazy stuff. I mean, not to get ahead of ourselves. In fact, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's introduce our yeah, guest. Sydney, <laughs> you're your designated introducer. <laughs> Tonight we have Joseph Gibbons on mm. the podcast. He is the owner of our local smoke shop, Ash and Ember. Oh yeah, uh, they get in a lot of. Uh, you know, uh, farm-grown tobacco. It's not mm-hmm. the shit that you buy in cigarette packs. Yeah. Shit mm-hmm. that will kill you. It's the good you. stuff. It's the good loads. It's the mm-hmm. good stuff. And yeah. you, uh, Some of the fanciest pipes I've ever seen. Amazing classic. pipes. I bought a lot of comic books there, yeah, they surprisingly. Yeah, kick-ass stuff there. It's they a do. nice little kind I of... I always admire your Godzilla every time I walk in. Ah, oh, thank you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I made that shop is a love letter to my, like, 21-year-old. <laughs> oh, I love it. And you I can tell. Because when, when I was a young younger person, I'm getting older, but the tobacco shops that we had around here were very stuffy. You know, yeah, go mm-hmm. in there, whole bunch of old guys, and they're like, "Get mm-hmm. out of my face, kid!" You know, and there was nothing <laughs> interesting there. And I wanted that kind of shop, so that's what I did. Yeah, some place that uh, you just couldn't stop going to. Yeah, I love it. it. I know? love it. Yeah, it's a cool. it's Thanks, a great guys. shop. Yeah, it's good to be here. I'm excited to talk about the beasts. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna uh, get into Alistair Crowley and specifically. Weirdly, like you said, the relationship to the Loch Ness monster, and we kind of talked about. I mean, we did the Lake Monsters episode, yeah. But you know, this definitely is its own. I feel like because you know, Alistair Crowley for one, and Joe knows so much about Loch Ness monster. I didn't even thought of. He has yeah. some of his own theories he, that I'm sure we're going to get into a yeah, little bit. He's already embarrassed us with our knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? I think what's more embarrassing is the fact that I know that much about the Loch Ness monster. No. It's a fact I ever got laid. You know, I mean, I, I, it's like icebreaker. You're out on your first date. Yeah, what are you into? I'm into lake monsters. She's like, yeah. What are you talking about? This guy's going to be a ritual sacrifice later. You know. <laughs> but yeah, I do know a lot about the Loch Ness monster. I've been obsessed with cryptozoological creatures oh, yeah. uh, ever since I was a little kid and I spe- specifically the lake monsters you know yes. and, and there's this part of your fascination is just the fear of stuff like that you yeah. know? I mean especially in a body of water like the loch that's so yes. deep you can't see it it's got all that peat in the water and 
I think, so, you know, your people's uh, fascination with uh, things like that are tied to fear. Mm-hmm. The fear especially, of the unknown. Yeah, especially as a kid. So I have, two, I have two questions. So first is, was Nessie your first cryptid love? Oh, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, second, would you say Nessie is more of a monster? Because it seems to me, in a lot of the lore, uh, it's not... It's not all bad. Like it's not all bad things. Like it's mostly it's sightings. Not, it's not you, especially modern. It's not like Lock or Nessie is terrorizing. Like there's no, almost no, there's, no, there's almost something more romantic about Nessie than there is well, about other cryptids. She's beloved. Right. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Call, she, it's, a fe- it's a female. You know. Yeah. So yeah they they yeah. sell stuffed animals in the gift shop. Right. You know. <laughs> right. The mm-hmm. Little uh, Nessie dolls and everything. So it's become a cultural phenomenon. Let's start with some Aleister Crowley facts because I feel like. Uh, Let's get into him, and then I want to approach how he ties into to Nessie. Yeah, let's say since we have our guest here, and this is his topic, let's. Would you like to give people a brief overview of just who Alistair Crowley is? Yeah, you know, I mean, when we think about like the 20th century occult movement, Alistair Crowley always pops into mind mm-hmm. for the people in the know with all this mumbo jumbo and esoteric knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I mean, the guy was interested in harnessing the powers of darkness for good, for the light, you know, and whether that worked for him or not is up for debate. But uh, a cult practitioner, you know, uh, all-around wackadoodle guy uh, who got involved with the cult uh, or sect, the Order of the Golden Dawn, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and that played a big part of his life. The Order of the Golden Dawn had members throughout the world. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, they were they were they were shakers right there with supposed like the Illuminati, and they had connections with that too, mm-hmm. skull and crossbones, all that stuff. But uh, he was involved with them at a, at a young age, you know, and uh, he was raised in a very puritanical environment. Yeah, I read know? that. Yeah, so uh, a lot of times when people are raised in that, they 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 yeah. tend to strike out their own on their own path. Yeah, so. it sounded like he started pretty young. Striking he did. Out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I remember right, he started, unless I misread it, mm-hmm. he, he started sleeping with prostitutes, like, very, very young. Well, uh, good for him. <laughs> yeah. We don't all have that opportunity, yeah. you know. What I read was age 11, which I think is wrong, There, unless he was just that... Well, he was a curious fellow. Yeah. Might be an understatement. <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you look at, like... You know, I mean, people who are Luciferians or Satanists, mm-hmm. uh, it's easy for, like, the Judeo-Christian West to think, oh, it's all about the devil worship right. and stuff yeah. like mm-hmm. that. And a lot of, like, modern-day Luciferians, it's it's more of a, an offset, uh, offset of almost humanism. It's serving self. That's definitely first. what Satanism is. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. or at least yeah. Levayan uh, Satanism or yeah. Anton LaVey, uh, which uh, I find fascinating. I want to talk about them on the podcast, but there's really nothing mysterious about them. They just have a very specific philosophy yeah. that mm-hmm. I find interesting. Yeah, and I think that Aleister Crowley, in his comings and goings, was all about self-serving, you know, um, and, and trying to harness the forces. Uh, negative, some of them could be negative forces, harnessing mm-hmm. those for, for the good, you know. Uh, so it's easy... Judeo-Christian, you know, especially in the 20th century, the 19th century, to to look upon these cults as uh, only negative. And a lot Ooh. of times, you know, shit went south. <laughs> and we're going to get into that with this Blosky house, you know. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, there, there's a lot of 
things that I they, they attempted to do that were positive. You know, mm-hmm. most of it was just weird sex stuff. Uh, yeah, that's, and that's rad too. You know, I, that, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's right. I uh, feel like any time there's a cult, that's really the main motivation behind L. Ron Hubbard. They just uh, want to bang a bunch that. of people. Yeah, and yeah, be, uh, yeah. justified free. to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and you have to think too. I mean, a lot of these the, these big cults like that they came out before the advent of the HIV crisis. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. he had some nasty syphilis. It's he hard did. To wash he off. had syphilis and gonorrhea. I That's think, right. right. He was. Yeah. Uh, well, you start sleeping with hookers when you're eleven. Yeah. Well, things yeah, are, yeah. things <laughs> are bound to go south. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, I, he may have used his own pustules to, to oh, create Jesus pentagrams. Christ. So, uh, is this a clean podcast? I'm not, I, I, you can no, say whatever you want. It's not. Yeah. It yeah. has an E for explicit on the oh, podcast. So I can, I can cut loose. Now. Yes, you can. That's fantastic. Yeah, the, well, sex and, uh, the sex and prostitute stuff, I, I thought was one of the more interesting parts of like reading up about him and about his history and his life. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. throughout his life, he considered homosexuality to be it was like from a Christian standpoint, almost he considered it to be shameful and wrong, Yeah, but he still slept with like male prostitutes mm-hmm. and he had male partners. Uh, he considered himself, or I guess now it would be called pansexual, but he was yeah. technically bisexual. Well, a lot of the rituals that, you know, I mean, that were done in, in magic circles at the time, especially with the golden dawn were, were blood magic and sex magic. Sex magic, yeah. The two of the most reminds powerful me of magics. The, the Chili Peppers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to be, what is it, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah, Not to be yeah. confused with Love Angel Music, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he, uh, but he considered like the, like having sex with males and having sex in general to be like this uh, experience, this pure and holy experience. Like it was spiritual. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he continued having sex with males and females alike because he considered all of it to be this kind of you know reaching like a key to enlightenment of sorts sure yeah absolutely and when you're a person like him too i think you're you're kind of a black hole personality Mm -hmm. you know so whatever energy you can suck in you're basically a psychic vampire you're going to use that for ritual magic you know I mean, he is extremely interesting. Like Ben said, he what he accomplished in his own life was... Uh, he was very busy. But, but he spent some time, like, all over. He went to the United States for a brief period. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was all over he the was, place. He was everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is also... You have to consider this is the turn of the 19th into the 20th century. We have the spiritualist movement. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's so many of these people were out there floating around, claiming that they could contact your dead loved ones, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know that's just that's just zeitgeist of the time, and so mm-hmm. and then so many of these people uh, became celebrities, you know, quasi celebrities. This yeah. would have been around the same time that Harry Houdini was that's like right. disproving yeah. a lot of this, right? Well, oh, no, yeah. Harry Houdini was uh, that. Well, it was Harry Houdini and then Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, he, he was, was really was, into uh, it. Yeah, yeah and he tra- and they were great friends, and you know, he tried to get him to to let go of that shit for years, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, is it Madame Blavowski was another big one from from that era? Yeah, mm-hmm. and she was a spiritualist. You know, these people they said they could uh, contact the dead, and, mm-hmm. uh, and they'd have all these. And you see these photos now of ectoplasm being uh, ejected uh, from their eyes and ears, uh, and it's. Yeah. Uh, most of it is just all uh, that ridiculous. Stuff. Oh yeah, we're back to bodily fluids. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Which Harry but, Houdini spent a lot of the, his last years disproving all of that. Yeah, he well, I think what was he was interested at at first because he wanted to contact his yeah. his dead mother, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then he was mad to find out that they were yeah, all, it was all just a big uh-huh. farce. And then, yeah. yeah, he you know they were charlatans, and then he set out to 
Because he's, you know, he's a magician himself. He knows about sleight of hand and trickery. And mm-hmm. so he was like, I'll, he just went out and just disproved yeah. as much as well, he can. Yeah. And uh, so Arthur Conan Doyle, the friendship that they had. I mean, Arthur Conan Doyle spent a big part of his fortune trying to contact his, uh, his dead relatives and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, giving these people donations and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was weirdly sad. I remember a very early episode we were talking about, uh, I don't even know if we released that episode, but we were talking about fairies yeah oh yeah, yeah. we uh, did do that but we never yeah we didn't release we that didn't one. Release there, that. there's a there's a so. there's a movie i don't know if you guys are aware of it it's in it's in the mid 90s it's called finding fairies no i, I think not. i think it's called finding fairies i could be wrong it could be called it's pre- fairy Tale. it's a prequel to finding nemo yeah yes exactly <laughs> yeah Jesus. Uh, and that, that that movie details uh, sir arthur conan doyle and houdini's struggles with these uh transcendentalists you know yeah the fact that he mm-hmm. so wanted to believe which is interesting because sir arthur conan doyle was he created sherlock holmes, uh, sherlock know, holmes he, is a character of uh analytical science yeah exactly you know? that's why so, i thought was fascinating about that yeah and there's well, always a there's always a part in the, the sherlock holmes if there's a supernatural element in sherlock holmes stories uh you know you could you got Sherlock Holmes trying to come in and uh, dis- dis- disprove yeah. it, you know, debunk it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's definitely a part to Sir Arthur Conan Doyle that was very fascinated with this. So mm. that's interesting. Yeah, I like because uh, one of the big hoaxes of his time were, were the three little girls that took pictures yes. of the the fairy yes. cutouts. And, and that movie that I was yeah. talking about, it talks about that. that. That's yeah, it's finding. I think it's called Finding Fairies. Yeah, <laughs> Finding Nemo. <too>. <laughs> 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 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it, it all ties into Aleister Crowley. It, it was just, yeah. you know... Uh, it was the era. It, it's the era. Well, it was people... the era. He was so prolific, though, too. Like, yeah. in his... Not only in his writing and, and everything else, but he just... He did so much. Like, we were talking... Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a mountaineer in his teens, even. Like, he was climbing right, these mountains. Right. He was leading expeditions. and That's a good point. I mean, it's mm-hmm. easy just to look at him and say, oh, cult leader. But this guy, right. he, did he, he did a shit ton of stuff. He did a lot of high adventure stuff yeah. at the time where that kind of stuff was really well, hard to do. Yeah. You have to be, to get as many uh, followers and as much interest, you have to be uh, a person of vast talent. It can't yeah. be. So look, yeah. look at L. Ron Hubbard. Right, right. The reason mm-hmm. you're able to kind of convince as many people to kind of go along with your stuff, you have to be charismatic. Mm-hmm. And Alistair Crowley was a charismatic fellow. Oh, he had to so, been. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just looking at pictures of him, you can feel the charisma he's just a interesting looking mm-hmm. guy yeah he looks like mm-hmm. he's i think mostly what you're seeing in the pictures is his sexual charisma <laughs> you know, it's just, it exudes it's from a, the photo it's attraction yeah. you're feeling i against. always look up his pictures in an incognito browser <laughs> <laughs> but you know he's influenced uh, a lot of people i mean mm-hmm. from like and we're going to get into jimmy page you know mm-hmm. and led Ooh, zeppelin, i'm excited and, about and that led zeppelin later with mm-hmm. this connection with the Loch Ness. But, i hadn't uh, heard of that mm-hmm. but people like uh you know uh, the bandmates of tool and uh, you know H.R. Uh, Giger. The, the, the he was there the, too. The alien guy. The alien guy was a big Aleister Crowley fan. Well, that uh, makes that sense. Ma- yeah, that does make <laughs> sense. Yeah. 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 And if you've ever, I mean, he's as. I mean, you think you look at Giger's work, and you know, you're like this is a product of a diseased mind. But okay. yeah, I'm yeah, a Giger, huge fan. It's brilliant. Yeah. Giger was a real. There's a there's a documentary on Netflix. I don't know if it's still up there called Dark Star. And it's uh, the last kind of documentary that he was really involved in. This is a normal guy, man. 
I mean, he's got Bigger, cats yeah. running around. It's, I mean, having cats doesn't denote your normality. Because <laughs> you know? I'm sure some serial killers love love cats, too. But uh, this is not a, a fucking wackadoo guy. This is a brilliant guy who mm. was interested in uh, tapping into, uh, the, the, you know, the electricity of the universe to, uh, mm-hmm. t- to be involved in his creative output. And I think that Aleister Crowley is in that that wheelhouse too. It's important to preface the time where these guys were popular. And we sh- we mm-hmm. certainly have the modern church of Satan and Luciferians mm-hmm. and the the Golden mm-hmm. Dawn society is still splintered out there. Uh but you have It's still under- around? I didn't realize yeah. that was still around. And little 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 tastes here sure, and there, sure. you know. Uh most of it is now connected to kind of like the Egyptian book of the dead stuff, you know. Oh, but yeah. uh it, it, it's it's all still out there under the surface. You just got to scratch a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. What uh, I read that he got involved with the Golden Dawn. I did not get very deep into what the Golden Dawn was. They had uh, some nice regalia from the photos. <laughs> did you see? Yeah. I saw pictures wearing... of him in his yeah his full yeah. outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with the robes and the hat, and mm-hmm. is that where he has that like little like triangle? Yeah, the, yeah, the symbol it, it, there. Well, I think the Golden Dawn as a, as an organization, and I'm no mm-hmm. Golden Dawn, you know, uh, encyclopedia, but I think it, like many other uh, organizations from that time, they offer easy answers to difficult questions, sure, and all right. religion does that, right? You know, all of it does. Uh, and he had, a, you know, I've got some notes here, so you're going to hear some rustling. <laughs> that's, a very, that's a very erotic sound right there. I could be doing anything. There's some right ASMR now. Yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <yeah. laughs> but, you know, he had a, uh, a mentor, Aleister Crowley. His name was Samuel Liddell McGregor Matters. Uh, or Mathers. Uh, and he was, uh, he studied with this guy a long time. And he and this, this, this McGregor character was heavily involved with the Golden Dawn. Hmm. Now, McGregor was always kind of on the outs with the organization. Like he, he, if you, if you can compare it to like Voldemort terms, Harry <laughs> Potter, which I like to, to well, talk well, about. We don't say that yeah. name out loud. On the <laughs> uh, no, the, the, he who must not be named. <laughs> Thank uh, you. you know, he, 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 a lot of stuff that McGregor did was even a little too extreme for the other members of the Golden mm. Dawn, you know? Uh, mm. So, and I think that. As a younger person, Aleister Crowley certainly picked up on that, and he wanted to expand mm-hmm. on that. So he he followed this guy, you know, quite a quite a bit, and he was a, he was a teacher uh, uh, to to Crowley. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, as far as what goes on and with the Golden Dawn, I mean, it's probably a lot of kinky sex shit. You know, <laughs> like most of these things, yeah. you know, uh, like it seems like that's nothing. the root of most cults. Well, yeah. there's, there's nothing as long as there's not too much abuse. Now, there were sure. some some allegations of abuse. I'm sure there any time. Yeah, sure, like sure, yeah. sure. Which yeah. absolutely. I mean, didn't I, I remember reading an article and you might know Joe better than I would if this is wrong or not. But so Aleister Crowley had a commune at one point. Mm. And uh, I mean, he had like he was a polygamist. He had a lot of his wives. That's there, right. And he had yeah. uh, and there's some men there as well. And he, uh, from what I, this is what I read, was that when people use the word I, they would be punished because he was trying to dissociate, you know, independence. They're trying to more, be more of a... Oh, is that right? Of, a, that. of a group. Yeah. Or a, a one, collective. A union. Yeah. A collective, a collective thought. That's like a hive mind. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. It's easier to control people that exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. All Definitely. these things are about control. Well, going you know. back to uh, the uh, suicide cults, suicide cults episode, like that was mm-hmm. one of the... 
like ways of uh, becoming like doing something evil yeah. was removing your individuality mm-hmm. and that was like one of the steps towards evil oh, was yeah. removing one's individuality putting yeah. them in a uniform or something like Stanford mm-hmm. Prison Experiment they put them in the prison guard uniforms they took away who mm-hmm. they were their self like they were just a group yeah or even and, like, it's, yeah. and it's easier to do horrible shit when there's a bunch of other people oh, yeah. doing the yeah. same shit yeah. well that's and that, and that you guys did an MK Ultra episode and that ties into that too a yeah lot of experiments that, Definitely. Did, that they did on those people yeah they just peel, started peeling back the layers of the self mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know uh, and then you become malleable Mm-hmm. Um, open well, to just with the help of drugs a little bit, oh, with the yeah. help of some LSD and who, yeah, knows, yeah. who knows what else, little clockwork, clockwork orangey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is the mark of cult. So even if it's not something like a suicide cult or even a violent cult, there is a removal of self there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, I mean, like you said, at, a hive mind. It's yeah. A, yeah. I mean, look at Heaven's Gate. They weren't typically. They didn't really have any punishment or anything, but they. Were uniforms? They were a one. They were a collective. Mm-hmm. You know. That's right. You know, when those bodies mm-hmm. were discovered, they were all wearing the same clothes, mm-hmm. the same shoes, exactly. same you know, Nikes, or same whatever. amount of money in their pockets. Yeah, those yep. poor bastards. I Jesus know. Christ, yeah. man. You know. And then they had that. That's the one they had the Hellbop Comet, right? Yep, they were supposed Comet. to go up there uh-huh. on the UFO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, was, uh, uh, hopefully they're up there. Their website is still the, living the life, you know, <laughs> yeah. in Zeta Reticuli. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't imagine. Uh, you know, getting. Uh, snowed so bad like that and you know yeah. you know you got kids involved in it too I mean, yeah but i think it's like what you're saying is that it's when it comes to cults especially like the 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 golden dawn it's looking for answers for yes. something that you don't have yeah e- mm-hmm. easy answers for difficult questions right exactly yeah. and uh, unfortunately some of the the worst things that we have to deal with in the world or perpetrated by, you know, organizations. And I, I'm throwing some big ones out there, too. I'm throwing, like, uh, the big churches, the Catholic Church. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, you can do this, you can do that, as long as you go to... Uh, we may have to cut this. As long, no, as it's long, fine. As, I, it's, okay. as long as you go to Mass and you say, you mm-hmm. know, you're, you know you're, you get your Hell Marys and your what have you. I'm the one that hates got, religion on this. We've slammed religion a lot <laughs> good, on good, the show. Yeah, and so I've got, plenty, you're I'm, totally I've got fine. plenty of Catholic friends. I've got some dear mm-hmm. friends who are Catholic, but uh, I, I think... I think it's uh, you get somebody like Aleister Crowley yeah. uh, or Madame Blavatsky or any one mm-hmm. of these 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 figures, and I'm not judging per se, but you get any one of these figures, and these people all have above average IQs. Most of them oh, are genius yeah. levels. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And it's very easy to uh, convince uh, people that they mm-hmm. they are in touch with something mm-hmm. substantial. I'm never. You know, one to point out uh, the, the religions mm-hmm. uh, or, or belief systems, uh, but they, a lot of mm-hmm. times you can get swallowed up with yeah. uh, humanistic control. And I think, you mm-hmm. know, having a podcast like this that's about, you know, the esoteric things. Uh, I'm, I was raised in a Christian mm-hmm. household. Um, I went to a religious school, but I'm an agnostic. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think and I've been an agnostic for a long time, and I think that, bo- that stuff like this mm-hmm. is religion for atheists. For oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, um, and you have to have faith in things. Hey, when I was a kid, I believed in the Loch Ness monster. I had no evidence, but I, I wanted mm-hmm. to believe. I'm like Fox Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, uh, and a lot of people that I know, I, I know a lot of atheists and a lot of agnostics. Uh, I'm not as depressed as those fucking atheists are yeah. <laughs> they, they have nothing it's, it to is depressing yeah. at least at least i i i want to believe in, in the possibility of anything but, yeah uh, mm-hmm. you know i appreciate that 
Yeah. yeah. Well, but, agnosticism is being open to the idea. That's right. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. not like yeah. atheism yeah. is just like any atheist you meet is like there's you're no, they're like no, you're yeah. fucking yeah. stupid and, and, for and believing in God. Yeah, and and that's just, a, that's an ethos in its own right. You know, that's a that's mm-hmm. a dogmatic belief system in its own right. You mm-hmm. know. And yeah, they're usually miserable. I hope. I mean, I'm sorry for atheists <laughs> oh, no. out there. I, I, I'm, I'm friends with some of you guys, but most of you guys are got, sad yeah, bastards. Some of my best friends are atheists. <laughs> yeah. but I've always been of the opinion yeah. that it's you know it's good to approach things from to see things from both points of view, from a religious point of view and from a scientific point of view, and sometimes in the middle. Because I, I'm of the mind that you know they don't have to be mutually exclusive. All the yeah, time. no, Absolutely. they don't. And yeah. uh, so, but I do think it's just as ignorant to be an extremist of religion as it on is to be an side. extremist in yeah. the other direction. On either so. side, because yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> if you're an atheist and you think there's no way that God can be real, like you're kind of. I don't know. It, you're kind of like I feel like, or not even God, just like spirituality. Anything or, at all, yeah. like feeling mm-hmm. like there's nothing out there. Like I feel like that's completely I mean, just not logical because well, and, and you're how, cutting off the idea. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's a possibility, you know. Well, if this, you know, I mean, and this, I say this to atheists: if you truly believe <laughs> that this is all there is, then I pity you, poor bastards. Because <laughs> right. uh, I mean, this planet is full of uh, darkness and depravity. So sure. uh, it's nice to believe in something more yeah. than yourself. Mm-hmm. It perks you up. It makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I don't think that Aleister Crowley, starting out, ever, you know, I mean, he probably didn't think that he would be such a, uh, a memorable figure, you know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, loathed in some circles, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think I think his, his, his odyssey... Uh, to, to discover the ultimate truth and to harness these energies was was a personal thing, and, and mm-hmm. then you know these things start out. He becomes, uh, yeah, he means yeah. a fascinating figure, and, and I, he uh, he founded his own religion on that. Yeah, on that note too, right? Th- yeah, absolutely. Thelema. Thelema. Yeah, That's right. Thelema. Yeah, and they. Uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but they believe that like humanity was split up into three different eons. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, um, it's, it's 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 something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think he. I don't know. I think like a, <laughs> a cult, cult jargon. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, he, it, it sounds good, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think uh, it spirals out of control always with these guys or gals, mm-hmm. you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. You you start with with certain concepts and ideologies for mm-hmm. for personal gain, and, mm-hmm. and then the you have we- to drink the Kool Aid. Well, then the exactly. weak here comes the weak willed people who join cults aren't stupid. No, oh, they're sure. uh, like you guys were saying that there's some kind of uh, mm-hmm. a weakness, typically. You know, sure, like sure. Uh, that maybe they've maybe someone's died in their lives, or maybe yeah. you know maybe they got fired, and maybe their life is just complete shit. But they're time, an intelligent person. But yeah, then yeah. somebody comes up to them on the street and is like, "Would you like to feel like you're a part of right, something?" You get a purpose right, a lot right. of people want to feel yeah. acceptance like another fascinating one is an episode we want to we're talk, we've talked about doing in the future is like the Manson family you know like yeah. they yeah. all were in a time where it was like the 70s people were running away from their home yeah the yeah. counterculture movement exactly Absolutely. the Hare Krishna and yeah. 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 and all that and stuff and so you know he gave them an opportunity to be a part of something bigger than themselves yeah. and they took it and I think that happens a lot especially with cults well you see <laughs> yeah. I mean Charles Manson himself I mean did the guy ever personally did he did he hurt anybody mm-hmm. He, well, yeah, he he never killed anyone. Exactly. He just yeah. directed. I mean, I mean uh, yeah. this is like a Hitler scenario. Right, sure. yeah, How exactly. Much blood exactly. Do you, you have blood on your hands, but do you have mm-hmm. any direct grime? You third know? third yeah. party blood, yeah. Third. <laughs> <laughs> My punk band. Third party. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, cults were, uh, I feel like, your alternative, I mean, are, have always been kind of your alternative to religion, if you're thinking of mm-hmm. it in the sense of 
people wanting to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. Sure, and and the cults usually, I mean, they, they they it's a lot more. I mean, if you're if you're dabbling in Satanism or mm-hmm. uh, something like that, usually the results supposedly are a lot more in the forefront. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, you you invoke something, it works directly for you. Mm-hmm. Whether you, 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 you truly make a deal and, you know, if you're thinking about what you have to lose, usually the results... I mean, modern Wicca, I mean, this is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have done an episode about witchcraft uh, or Wicca. We've talked about we, witch, it, witches. We did a witch episode. No, yeah, we did talk about because I had that Wiccan book of... Uh, mm-hmm. Of uh, different spells, spells to yeah. do for yeah. different things. Which I oh, that helping... was the one where you threw a rock into the ocean because oh you... yeah, where you it, had, it was a lot of stuff about whispering bad feelings into a rock and then throwing mm-hmm. it into a body of water. <laughs> and we had just yeah. we had just watched the craft. So yeah, the craft is great. Yeah, that's a that's a classic. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I uh, you know, and as far as witchcraft and Wicca is mm-hmm. concerned, they're two separate things these days. But yeah, I dated a Wiccan gal for two years in college and you know she had a little coven if you want to call it that a whole bunch of hippie patchouli smelling gals <laughs> uh, there was a lot of good sex involved in it so I went along with it you know for, for a little while and I shaved my back and uh, she liked ta- that's, 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 she liked talking about yeah. lake monsters she she was a bigfoot person actually, oh, okay, cool. you know, we still haven't done bigfoot so it's a little it's a little bit more hippie-esque bigfoot so you it? didn't scare her off with your I, I didn't scare her off but you know it was interesting they'd get around and they'd do their little rituals you know and they had these pathetic little wands made up and everything and uh pre harry potter pre (laughs) yeah that's that's right you know uh but they they you know their rituals were 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 designed for selfish desires worldly desires you know uh and they were like oh the candle is flickering somebody probably farted (laughs) Uh, but they, 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 they believe that when the candle, all oh, the spirits are uh-huh. here and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Can we go drink some Boone's Farm now? And I, 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 I don't know. But they, they were interested in it because, you know, the, the, the results were a lot more immediate, yeah. you know. And there wasn't, you could dive into it and dive out pretty easily, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. young people are very susceptible to things like that. You oh, know? yeah. Uh, and you get somebody like we said before, like Aleister Crowley, that's uh, probably a genius, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. who uh, seems to have all the answers. And you know, uh, it sounds like I'm being very yeah. anti-Crowley right now, but I just, you know, it, it's it's easy to to understand how people like like him and his contemporaries yeah. became so popular and well, powerful. Yeah. Well, I mean, Crowley aside, charismatic intelligence, you know, you're going to be able to manipulate people. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's I just mean, to go back to being a pure old sociopath. I was, all over yeah, the place. I was telling a friend the other day that I don't trust anyone who's just overly charismatic. No, fuck that. I don't trust <laughs> them. Yeah. Like, I have a hard time with it. And he was mm-hmm. like, you know, I never even thought about that, but you're kind of right. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of shitty people are very charismatic. The, per- mm-hmm. the people who are, you know, just bubbly all the time, you gotta watch it. I feel like there's something wrong with them, yeah. you know? Like, nobody's <laughs> yeah. happy like that. Uh, I, nobody's I, that I, happy I, all tr- the time. I trust the unrest. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me Larry David over Jerry, <laughs> over Jerry Seinfeld any fucking day. You know? Uh, I'll take him over. Love it. Jump back into it. Awesome. The yeah. beasts, the two beasts, the beasts, the beasts, the beasts yeah. with too many backs. So there is a yeah. weird connection. We have done a Lake Monsters episode where we talked extensively mm. 
or at least skimmed the well, surface. We, we talked a little bit. We, didn't, we honestly the didn't. Surface of the lake. <laughs> right. We didn't yeah. talk yeah. a whole lot about Loch Ness since we thought it was a pretty well traveled. Yeah, we, we talked more about other lake monsters. Yeah, but there is a lot to talk about. But I'm glad Loch that we're coming back to it because this is kind of a. I honestly had did not know there was a connection. Me neither. Other than the fact that he had a home on the shore of Loch Ness. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah. But that was all that I saw. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, as a Nessie enthusiast. And let me ask you real quick, the last time you guys did the Lake Monsters episode. Mm-hmm. To you, what is the most plausible lake monster? Plausible? That you, that you, yeah, monster. it's the most likely to be something, but, you know, in your research that you did. So, so not the most plausible explanation for what they saw? No, or the, one, the one that could be something. Hmm. Well, when I did the Brosno Dragon... The most plausible explanation that it was, because uh, they are known for having giant pike. Like we were talking about earlier, right, right. that uh, some fish, some eels will, if they don't mate, then they'll get yeah. giant. The pike, yeah. I guess, are the same way. What, what, what was it? What would we call it? Uh, the eunuchs. The, the, yeah. the eunuch the, eels. Yeah, the eunuch eels. <laughs> they just get trapped and they get horny and they get huge. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, pikes are like kind of. Us. The, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But pikes, <laughs> pikes are kind of violent fish as Oh, they yeah, are, they're so, aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about Lake Champlain? Did you guys research that? We talked about Champ. Champ. Yeah. yeah. Champ. There's, a, there's, a, there's a really, uh, I can't remember the name of the gal that took the photo, but the, 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 that f- famous photo from Lake Champ is very intriguing. You know? Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, and even the, the Loch Ness, the, the, the image that, come, that is conjured in anyone's mind whenever you talk about the Loch Ness monster is that black and white the photo. surgeon's photo yep yeah. yeah yeah which we know now is fake yeah you know? right uh, it was just a little model you know but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. hey people believed it uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah let's get into let's get into Alistair Crowley and the Loch Ness mm-hmm. monster yeah what is the connection there we already said that uh, well we yeah uh, we talked a little bit about a little bit about his history you know and mm-hmm. how how crazy it is and he mm-hmm. was involved with the hermetic order of the golden dawn you know uh but in in his research, you know, uh, and this is this is early or late, you know, nineteen hundreds here. Uh, in some of the researching, some of these rituals, he needed a really specific. And I've got some notes here, so you're going to hear this weird sound again here. But uh, you know, he he tried to find a very specific place that had a very individualized set of you know energies that coalesce together. Uh, and he ends up finding this place here, uh, uh, the Blosky House. I think that's how you pronounce it, the Blonskin House. Uh, yeah. And it's off the, it's, I think it was the northeastern banks of the loch there in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Uh, this place had everything for him. You know, it had a north-facing door. It had uh, the right vibe, the right energies. And he ends up going in here and buying this place, you know, and setting up shop there. To try to um, uh, invoke what he called his holy guardian spirit angel, uh, and he was going to use this uh, th- this being for for the purposes of good, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, he needed a a real specific environment to invoke these energies, uh, and the Bloskin House uh, was the perfect uh, place. Uh, and he built this little entrance way here with uh, sand so when these entities would come you should be able to see their footprints and it's very it's very eerie you know? <laughs> uh, and uh, you know we set up shop there and then went to went to work researching 
all he needed to uh, to accomplish to to bring these forces onto the physical plane. I've got some uh, the uh, the ritual invocation was from the book of the sacred magic from Abra Malim. That sounds made up, <laughs> but uh, abracadabra, yeah, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, these are part of the esoteric books that uh, the the order uh, of the Golden Dawn collected, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of these books that they use were ancient uh, tomes of uh, ritual magic, and you know they spell magic not like uh, with a K, right? That's yeah, right, with a, a K. K. At the mm-hmm. end. That's the, uh, uh, the 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 legitimate term for invocation and magic, uh, mm-hmm. not not uh, not sleight of hand. Not sleight of hand, you know. Mm-hmm. So he gets this book. He wants to contact these spirits. He goes to the Boskin house because it has everything that he's looking for, you know. Uh, now, keep in mind that uh, this this ritual uh, would probably take six months to a year, right? It's a very involved ritual, probably a lot of sacrifices, a lot of orgies, you know, so <laughs> a lot of things to get Can't through. Can't have one without the other. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Uh, but uh, he, sets, he sets about doing this, uh, and he is, he, he's on his way, you know. Now, as soon as he starts the rituals uh weird things already start to happen you know uh and he notices people in the town there is a, a priest that comes and visits him one day after he's he's ta- he takes walks on the shores of the lock so he was an average guy skipping sure. stones you know uh <laughs> as you do he comes back and there's a, a priest waiting for him and uh, he said that the there's a guy that used to live with alistair crowley he's kind of a you know groundskeeper and I guess this guy had gone into the town. This guy had been a sober, straight-laced, stand-up citizen, you know. Sure. Apparently, he went to the town and got liquored up and went crazy. So I think the townsfolk, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm sure Aleister Crowley, even though he was a younger man at this point, mm-hmm. his history and his uh, reputation preceded him. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. So they're like, you know, everything that goes wrong, you know, in the surrounding area was then blamed on him. Sure. Now, yeah. I don't know how much the townspeople were aware of what he was doing in there, but uh, things were already starting to kind of go south, according to the townsfolk. And Crowley himself had uh, numerous strange experiences during the rituals, which he fully anticipated. You know, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, he comes in to do this. He has this, this, this mission to invoke this, these, these ancient forces. You know, Suddenly, um, he is called away to go help. We talked about McGregor, his, uh, right. his mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So he's called away to Paris, of all places. Paris has always been a kinky place, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, he's called away to get his mentor out of, out of a jam, right? And the other orders, the other members of the order were, were getting fed up with McGregor. And like I said earlier, he, uh, he was always kind of on the outskirts and on, on his own. He had mm. his own ideals. So he, went, he had to leave to get his, uh, his mentor out of some hot water. From filming the prequels to Star Wars. From filming the yes. prequels to Star Wars, exactly. Oh, like, uh, really, oh, what was in, what was invoked no, was Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks is the Loch Ness monster. The, the end. You've heard yeah, it here, folks. You've heard it here. Well, yeah, Alistair yeah. Crowley can go fuck himself. In that, in that case, yeah, the sick bastard. Yeah. Uh, uh, so he goes to, to get his uh, his teacher out of hot water. So. Mm-hmm. 
when you invoke all these you know entities and this is pretty common across you know the order of the golden dawn or followers of the book of the dead or the 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 necronomicon written by simon you know when you invoke these things you need to close it out when you're done you need Mm -hmm. to put you know the shit back into pandora's box right yeah yeah. now crowley didn't have time to do that so he left to paris and the ritual wasn't completed, number one. I think he was really only there, involved in it for just a few months, where it would have taken quite a bit. But he'd already started. Yeah. You know? So mm-hmm. the Pandora's box was left open, is what I'm trying to say here. Uh, now, the Nessie connection, the Loch Ness Monster connection, comes from the fact that after... You know, he left the house. Strange things continued to happen. And he owned the manor for a number of years after that, but he never closed the ritual. Uh, Shadow being sightings intensified. Uh, The townspeople continued to have strange things. I'm sure there was many goats born with three eyes. (laughs) Uh, Don't fact check me on that. (laughs) You know, I'm sure something like that happened. So now the, the legend of the Loch Ness Monster precedes this certainly you know mm-hmm. uh that it is uh, what they he invoked well well that's the, part uh, of the that, that, that's that, that's some people's belief but mm-hmm. i'm saying that the loch ness monster had has had existed for a long time before that sure, yeah sure. A, a, as lore you know but mm-hmm. uh a lot of the townspeople could feel a presence mm-hmm. all around the loch not just in the water but uh now, you know, if we go back and look at the, the modern explosion of the Loch Ness Monster sightings, mm-hmm. which occurred in the 30s, starting in the 30s, even though there was a history before, suddenly the sightings became a lot more elusive, a lot more shadowy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot more supernatural in, in nature. You know, you see something and you see it for a second. It's gone. You know, is it a wave? Uh, yeah. Uh, so um, I think the theory is for people who believe the connection is real, the mm-hmm. Aleister Crowley Loch Ness Monster connection would be that the creature itself is either directly related to uh, the, the energies that escape the Bloskin house, you know, or supposedly maybe even um this co- this ties into ben what you're interested in is uh alternate uh dimensions and oh, stuff sure, like that sure. so if it could have ripped a tear in the fabric mm-hmm. of the dimensions and this this entity is a as a bleed over it's like the, stra- mm-hmm. the stranger things is so popular yeah yeah the upside down you know uh or that uh rip in the uh shit i almost said specific rim Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. The yeah. Pacific That's the Taiwanese Kaiju. version. Yeah, yeah. Pacific Rim. Don't sue us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's something like that, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I do think that uh, after Crowley's departure from the Bloskin House, um, they, they, they did have multiple owners after that, you know. And mm-hmm. usually shit went south. You know, there was a, a guy that moved in. I think he was a, he was a Scottish actor. Uh, and uh, he ended up hanging himself oh, in, wow. uh, in the direct room that Aleister Crowley used for his ritual magic. That so, is wow. That is going uh, south. Yeah, definitely, yeah, so, for sure, yeah. entirely. So that's pretty. That's as south as south gets. It does. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then there was another owner that 
tried to raise some pigs and stuff and all the you know the pigs were they died and uh, just a lot of dark shit you know was connected to that effort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, well you know and a, a lot of it is and then I'll say this one more thing here uh, it also has the Sydney you showed some interest in this when I was uh, talking about it the Led Zeppelin connection yeah you know and that's uh, Jimmy Page purchased the house oh really uh, a lot of people don't know this but he was uh, Aleister Crowley aficionado he was an Aleister Crowley freak right. so he bought the house because of the history uh, that makes sure. sense for Led Zeppelin, though. Sure, yeah, it does. sure. Or is that is that the band that supposedly sacrificed something to get? Did paid? they? I just knew that they're kind of into a lot of. I think that's a legend, you know. Yeah. Well, they have the the Satanist thing around them, of course, which none of it's true. But I mean, the whole Stairway to Heaven thing being like backward masking, right? You know, the right. whole Satanic Panic thing that happened, which we've talked about. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, saying that like Stairway to Heaven backwards like talks about. Oh, sweet Satan and things like yeah, that. You know, yeah, it's just, yeah. but it's like that we were talking about listening to the EMF readings. Uh-huh. Of like, <laughs> yeah. it's like they're telling you what to hear. And so, of course, you your hear brain it. hears it. That's yeah. right. So it's yeah. it's complete bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you totally. Uh, but I think he, he bought the house in the 70s and he really did sell it. Uh, but he had his own little list of strange occurrences there, you know. But he, like you said, he went into the house expecting shit to go weird. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so I, uh, but, you know, the Loch Ness Monster, um, if it is an entity that escaped this ritual that went south. Now, Crowley eventually claimed to have finished the ritual. Uh, he went to Egypt not too long after he went to Paris. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that finished, he started the ritual and finished it anew there. So he claimed success with it, but he never shut his shit down there. And a lot of uh, his contemporaries gave him a lot of fits for that because you're supposed to clean up after yourself. Yeah. And Crowley mm-hmm. didn't. You know? And if the Loch Ness Monsters say that it is some sort of an escaped demonic force if you like or mm-hmm. escaped entity um it would explain uh the, coming the, the and comings going. and goings thank mm-hmm. you the comings and goings of it and the the more paranormal aspect uh now your 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 researchers and cryptozoologists that believe it's a plesiosaur mm-hmm. will just laugh at that ha 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 you know it's a, <laughs> oh it can't be a, a demonic entity it has to be a dinosaur from millions mm-hmm. of years ago you know like that's <laughs> and a the lot only more. one <laughs> then the only one you know there's only ever been yeah. one she has, she lives 600 years uh but uh it's fascinating i think it's more mm-hmm. fascinating to look at the um the the connection of the townsfolk around the the mm-hmm. manor there uh, to see how they were affected. But again, if he comes with a reputation, yeah. they're going to read into it. That's what I was going to ask about because th- that community that was a small, isolated very community, small farming community, and you have this foreigner with crazy a crazy history and reputation surrounding him. Yeah. Anytime you have a foreigner coming into a small town, it's they're always a, a Christian, a Judeo Christian. Town, right. Know, with the, with exactly. The yeah, uh, and also a, a, at least as far as I read, a an open bisexual. Yes. Um, so so yeah. already a pri- lots of things going on with him. He's already probably number one of the town gossip of yeah. of anything. Absolutely. And if sheep are disappearing, it's either the orgies or the ritual sacrifice. <laughs> right. You know, one one of the two there. So that can uh, th- that would explain you know the the any of the, the town's uh, legends or whatever and how they felt about that house. And I wonder if, you know, everything that came after that, people moving into the house after that, 
mm-hmm. just that reputation has been solidified with that house and people it's sort of like a confirmation bias of anything weird of course it's yeah because it gets Alistair attributed Crowley. to Alistair yeah. Crowley I, sure. I think that's a huge part of it right there so do, do we what was he trying to accomplish with the r- ritual I don't know if you touched the, on that the, much but the, the ritual was to to you know uh, invoke this power source okay now it's he went into it knowing it was a negative okay and he tried to to turn it into a positive uh, and okay. it was the ultimate knowledge you oh, know okay. uh, a lot of times when you get into a certain level of this type of magic with the k mm-hmm. it's knowledge seeking Sure. You know, the ultimate knowledge, whatever the fuck that may mean. You know, it could <laughs> yeah. be anything. The ultimate knowledge to make a good uh, broccoli casserole. <laughs> Which we've all been seeking. Uh, you invoke yeah, the, ul- the spirit yeah. of... Uh, Julia Child. Julia Child or <laughs> yeah. Martha Stewart. Exactly, you know, or he may have been trying to create some sort of... Uh, Wait, uh, Julia Child's still alive, isn't she? Is she? I thought know. she died. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> I just wanted to be right. Sorry. We should invoke the spirit of oh, Julius Child. Yeah. 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 Using Alistair oh, Crowley's method. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, he uh, wanted to invoke these these powers that were negative okay. to turn and skew them to good. Uh, problem is leaving the door open. You know? and, yeah. Uh, now there's not. Let me let me make this clear. There are not many cryptozoological. Uh, scientists and any researchers that not many believe this connection. Sure. This is even left field for them, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because uh, <laughs> there are so many theories about the Loch Ness monster. Uh, of course, plesiosaur, dinosaur. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty. That's uh, that's when I was a kid. That's what I wanted. That's the romantic yeah. notion. Yeah, yeah. Sure. The dinosaur. What if mm-hmm. uh, as it evolved? You know, and the sightings really did peak around that time. But like we were talking about earlier. The movie that was huge at the theater around the same time was King Kong. You know, yeah, yeah. it was yeah, a monster movie. Then they opened up that that new highway that runs along the lock. That increases the traffic, and it was a goat trail before that increased the traffic by tenfold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get this big burst of sightings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then mm-hmm. it was the Loch Ness monster was a dinosaur. It could have been. Um, it, uh, seals, you know, mm-hmm. it could have been a, con- a conger eel, uh, yeah. you know, a eunuch eel, but this paranormal connection is pretty rare. You see it in Bigfoot sightings now, though. You, you do have a, a whole group of cryptozoologists mm-hmm. that believe that Bigfoot is a uh, interdimensional being mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. able to slip in and out of uh, beings. And there is one one guy that believes <laughs> that uh, Bigfoot comes over here on this plane. From another dimension, because he okay. could only fuck sure. on this plane. <laughs> <laughs> he can only pick up; uh-huh. they, they can only mate and pick up each other on this plane. So they come sure. over here and do hairy uh, booty calls. Okay, slip back over to their dimension. That uh, explains why they stink so bad. Exactly. It's uh, it's post coitus ruddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, I just shuddered a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I did oh too. God, my, my, my. I can't believe we haven't done Bigfoot yet. I think we, we will at some. Point. I think we were waiting to. We're going to go, go Bigfoot big hunting. hunting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were going to do that. Yeah, I've got a guy that would be a good... You've got hunter. a guy? I've got a Bigfoot yes. guy. Yes. Uh, he has he, a guy. He works at JBU. His name is uh, Tim Matheny. 
Does anybody oh. know this guy? I don't. Wait, where, I know. Where Ma- does he work Matheny's. at JBU? Yeah, uh, he's about Tim Matheny. Where does he work? The JBU. Well, where at JBU? Oh, the down in the bowels in the, the <laughs> in <laughs> the, the bowels. The bowels of JBU. Where they do their rituals. That's where the, where the, the Alex Crowley cult is. Yeah. You know? But he is a big. I mean, he goes. <laughs> to con- he goes gone. to conferences. This guy is. I actually might know who you're talking this about. This guy, you know, we in the shop, I we get our pocket knives. Or, oh. I don't know why the fuck I'm talking about this. <laughs> he he provides our pocket knives for, for sale there. But he's, we, a, he's a Bigfoot enthusiast. We oh. recently missed a Bigfoot conference in uh, Skytown, Hey, hey, no, we're going to the, the next one is in March. Oh, is I, it? And I'll be going oh. with... with with Tim and two other people. Is it going to be in oh, Stillwell again? Stillwell. Again? Yes. Okay, awesome. All right, let's, then let's mark we, our calendar. Let's just go. go there together. Let's do it. And, uh, yes. Let's, let's see what's going on. I'm down. But, uh, you I, know, these, these cryptozoological, we talked about it earlier this mm-hmm. evening. It's, it's because alternate dimension theory is so popular right now, mm-hmm. it's, e- it's easy to, sh- to shove all these mm-hmm. things in there. Like you're saying, it's like a catch-all now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did want to talk a little bit about the theory at the Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. The way the lock is designed and the way it's cut in, it's a, it's, a, it's a giant body of water, but it's very narrow, you know. It's mm-hmm. very long, but very narrow, but very deep. Mm-hmm. And there's some Loch Ness Monster enthusiasts, there's a crystalline structure making up some of the, the rock formations on the cliffs along the side of the lock. Mm-hmm. Some, some researchers theorize that these crystals have uh, time-traveling capabilities and the <laughs> nessie is actually a, a time traveler so time that sounds like uh i don't know if, if you guys remember i was reading the book yeah, series say, outlander that's what yeah, i was gonna say yeah. um yeah, but it's, it's, it's set it's, in scotland uh, right, it's, it's right. an english woman who takes a vacation with her husband to scotland and they go up to these rocks she touches a rock and ends up 200 years before her time yeah, yeah. and then she has to make her way through 17th century scotland yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an average mean, wednesday it's like a i mean it's the book is it's they were fun books but a lot of it was mm-hmm. like verging on romance novel too much for me right. but <laughs> that's show? an interesting is the show good? i watched the first episode of the show just yeah. cuz i had read yeah. the first couple novels and i i really like the premise i think it's a cool yeah, idea it's, it's an interesting and the concept. the lady that wrote the books like traveled to scotland and did a shit ton of research on the yeah. history and got mm-hmm. a lot of things correct and it would be interesting so. to do more research on exactly what type of stones they're there these researchers yeah. say that there's these stones that uh, put out this magnetic energy that's very unique. That was sort thing, of what the book was yeah, talking about, and that's yeah, that's be, interesting. Could that be the... traveling from the past, and yeah. then it gets sucked back. My problem with that is, if that's the truth, if that's and that's highly unlikely, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. if that's the truth, then it would have to work both ways. So, look how many Nessie expeditions have been there throughout the years. There's mm-hmm. the, yeah. the Project Deep Scan, you know, from the Japanese. This was back in the seventies. If things are coming from the past, then if there's a, some sort of phenomenon that's causing a portal, shouldn't you be able to go through that? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. That well, is definitely one of the most uh, I mean, out, outlandish Nessie theories. That's how it worked in Outlander, though. She was able to go back really? to her time, yeah. You know what mm-hmm. would be cool if like, she could have the Loch Ness Monster and ride on it. (laughs) The dream, riding Ness. She rides the Loch Ness Monster into the 1940s. (laughs) She just appears. A (laughs) bunch of tourists just scares the absolute piss out of him. Right, right. (laughs) Khaleesi, you've made it. You need to copyright that shit right there. That'll be our first fan fiction together. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, yeah. But it's a fascinating story, yeah. you know, and uh, for me as a child, 
the Loch Ness Monster simultaneously fascinated and thrilled me and terrified me. We were talking yeah. about it earlier. It's the it's the concept of the unknown. Bigfoot is a little bit less terrifying because the fucker's on land. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure he could probably climb a tree, but when you're in the Loch Ness, is, <laughs> the Loch Ness is uh, very deep. It's yeah. over a mile deep in most in some places. What's down there? The, the way that the the loch is structured. It's got all the, the cliffs and the surrounding mm-hmm. trees, and the peat runs down from the cliffs. You've got, I mean, this is, you've got about four inches of visibility. In yeah, the water. that's what they say. Yeah, like, I saw some like, of the documentaries, like on Discovery Channel, you know, it always leads you on. I, it drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. it. I mean, but you always yeah. see how murky it is. Well, I think if you, if, 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 if you really did believe that uh, the Loch Ness Monster is some sort of a conjured entity from the the, the bowels of Aleister Crowley's failed ritual magic. Mm-hmm. There would be a way, uh, hypothetically, to come in and close the gates. Yeah. So if you could come in there and cleanse or close the gates at Blosky House, maybe but the, is that, the phenomenon disappears forever. Is that information just out there to close the gates? Um, you probably have to could sign up with a cult. Yeah. Uh, to get the information. You know? And who knows if they're telling you the truth. And who knows. That. And you just have to yeah. pay more and more and more until you reach a certain level. And yeah. and then yeah. you can mm-hmm. be told all about this. You know, they mm-hmm. bring out this binder. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> you pay them yeah. a bunch that's, of money. Uh, that's yeah. right. you but, got several levels of donations. <laughs> but have you, have you been to Loch Ness before? I've never been to Loch Ness. Okay. Uh, I've always wanted I would, to. I would love to go. I have had friends that have gone there. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, you know, they tell me that there's an, you know, there's an energy, but the lore that's, that's, and it's a very, I mean, Scotland is a very mysterious place. It is. Mm -hmm. Like the geography is just, you know, enticing and it's very interesting. It is. It's just ancient, Mm -hmm. you know, and we over here in America, this is an ancient country, but we're a, we're a new Mm-hmm. It's, you know, a we're, we're a it's a new people. It's a new culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, there's so like Scotland has an ancient culture to I, it, I, and I think that's what it lends to its mysterious. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's yeah. houses yeah. in Scotland. They're older than our country. Yeah. <laughs> no, isn't that isn't that crazy? Yeah, I know, that's right? It's, are you guys watching uh, American Gods? On Star I I read the book and I read yeah, Gaiman. That's uh, I love Neil Gaiman. He's Gaiman one of my too. favorites. Uh, Sandman and. Anyway, yeah, I haven't watched any of the TV show. I want to. It's, it's got very, Ian McShane in it, and no, I love him. It's got Gillian Anderson yeah. in it, and that's and why is, I want to watch she is it. So good she's one of my favorite too. actors. The show I got star streaming just for that, and then Ash vs. Evil Dead. Oh my, oh my god, I'm in love so with Ash vs. Evil, Evil Dead. The second season. Was I have so considered good. paying ten dollars a month just for Ash vs. Evil it. Dead. Well, then you get to watch. I'm thinking about it, man. If I have two or more shows that come out on Stars, I might consider it. I'll split it with you because I want to watch American Dead. Ash is coming out in March. Well, then so. that's right, and then you got American Gods, and then the, the, isn't that the, the the channel that has the Outlander show? It is, yeah. yeah actually, so Stars has Outlander that. too. I think it's worth yeah, us yeah, Sydney. Let's yeah, split it. Yeah, yeah, oh damn it! <laughs> God damn it! Another should. subscription service to buy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, he's, we could blast it out in a month and then cancel. Yeah. <laughs> blast it out. Blast it out. Blast it out. Let's Just not rub talk it out for that. a month yeah. and then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we were going there. I just thought I'd just cut the cord, go straight for it. <laughs> but, it, you know, it would be absolutely wonderful if the dinosaur was real. That's what I want. It, it really is. Right. Right. I, mean, I mean, wouldn't it be something? And we all, you know, Jurassic Park was, you know, something we all enjoyed growing up. And we all oh, yeah. liked the idea of I dinosaurs. Haven't seen it. You haven't yeah. seen the original Jurassic Park? He hasn't. I, I read it. I never, I've never <laughs> seen it. Well, the book is excellent. All right, we're going to have to pause, and we're going to watch it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think, though, that uh, 
Aleister Crowley, he certainly did a lot of rituals there. Not just this. It's not like he he bought the house and just did this. He did mm-hmm. a lot of things right. in the house, you know. So so he could have let any number did. shit out. Man. That's right. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, like I said, once Pandora's box yeah. is open, uh, it could be anything. Did and, you already uh, mention what Jimmy Page experienced in that house? Uh, no, I didn't. has he experienced like what, uh, what was his? Well, well, I, I I did mention like you know he has had some things, mm-hmm. but nothing nothing that would be substantial. Just you mm-hmm. know dark dark feelings, uh, cold spots. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, does there ha- he did see some like shadow entities there. Sure. You, you always know? hear about cold spots, but I've never experienced one. But everyone says they're a thing, or like people who mm-hmm. are into the paranormal say they're a thing. Yeah, and you yeah. always hear about like on Supernatural. Ding sure. ding ding. Oh, yeah. oh, speaking of Alistair Crowley, Alistair is a demon that tortured that, that's right. Dean and Supernatural, and then Crowley became... <laughs> There's the Supernatural yeah. I had a Supernatural. And then boss. Crowley was the Crossroads demon that yeah. became the King of Hell. I'm yeah. so, that I, show is outrageous. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe, you know, what are we, 13 seasons in? <laughs> it is, yeah, it's, I think it is 13. I remember when the show came out, I had just, you know, it's this is how long it's been going on. I had just, you know, finished... I was in grad school for a while and then dropped out. And in the first season, I was like, "This fucking show ain't never gonna make it." <laughs> look at these, look at these two kids. You know, and they, they, babies. They, you know, yeah, Jensen yeah. Ackles. He had been on uh, Superna- or, uh, Smallville a couple yeah. times, and uh, uh-huh. the uh, the other one, Jared Padalecki, was had on, been on Gilmore, uh, Gilmore Girls and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was on, on Buffy. He was on one episode. Oh, of Buffy. What? I didn't. Know I that. didn't finish yeah. Buffy though. I've got a it season a, left. I think it was season one or two. No, no, no. I finished early, Buffy. It was an early season. I finished Buffy. Huh. Yeah, yeah, and he, he guest starred on that. And I was like, this show is never going to make it. Well, I have to see that. It's a, it's a fascinating They're show. Miss Crowley, have you watched the latest? Did you watch last season? Don't uh, know if Crowley's coming back or not. Yeah. Oh, mm. uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Crowley, I, Crowley dies. He correct. sacrifices what? himself. I want yeah. season yeah. seven. <laughs> <laughs> however, however. Behind. They have been, you know, they're not saying if he's done or not. You know, people you know. have Nobody died. Ever yeah, so many people have died several times. It's a yeah. soap opera, dude. Yeah, like, I, ever I mean, dies. Castiel died in that season too, but he's yeah. already back. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Castiel's nobody, died yeah. like four times. Though. Well, and then yes. even when Bobby, when he was finished on the show, oh, yeah. Yeah. He comes back. Major spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> well, he comes back yeah. for flashback episodes, yeah, and he yeah. was a ghost, a ghost for a while. But he I, might be my favorite. That actor is just amazing. Jim Beaver is awesome. Yeah, wasn't he on mm-hmm. Deadwood as well? I never watched. Deadwood. I never watched Deadwood. He, he was, was on, on an Deadwood. episode of X Files, though. Yes, a lot yeah, of X Files yeah. and Supernatural crossover happens with actors and, and writers. And too. writers, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. X Files was a fantastic show. I, I remember seeing the first episode in 1993. On oh, a that's awesome! Night, you know, nobody knew what to expect. Yeah, and you know, like, what is this? And it just becomes a phenomenon. Hmm. God, I love Man, it. And those first three seasons were. You just couldn't oh, wait stellar. to watch it, you know, especially Absolutely, for a kid yeah. like me who was into shit like that. You know, it was just mm-hmm. like uh, the manna from the gods. Yeah. <laughs> I started binging on it when it came on Netflix uh, two or three years ago. I had never seen an episode of it at all. I just knew of, a, of it. And my mom, I told her I started watching it and she was like, oh, my God, what? She was like, there was this episode that I watched when I was quite a bit younger. And she was like, it probably wouldn't scare me as much now, but it was... She was like probably when you were a baby, um, which would have been ninety three, and she was like, God, I'm uh, old. <laughs> "Sorry, man," <laughs> but she was like, "There was this episode with this guy that 
he could stretch himself Eugene Toomes. Yeah, that's right, and Toomes. get into people's houses. And she was like, that just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. And I found the episode for and watched well, it with her. And she was one. like, it's just as scary as it was. <laughs> oh, he's disturbed. At, what's the, so the actor's creep. name? He's a creep. Uh, I forget his name. He married that, yeah. that 16 year old. He's a creep yeah. in real life. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. was in, uh, he was in uh, the Green Mile. Yes, yeah. he was the creepy yeah. uh, jailer. But... What is his name? He's a great character actor. having a hard time. He is. Eugene Toomes, though, good pull there yeah is it doug, doug hutchinson yes yeah. yes it is yeah yeah. Yes. yeah yeah it's fantastic well i mean x-files i mean just touched on everything yeah you know it uh x-files I mean, comes x-files and supernatural come up a lot well i That's think what, i yeah. think the true uh follow-up to the x-files is the tv show on fox fringe i have not show, watched fringe. A i watched a little a, bit not of not enough people have watched it it did last five seasons and it's uh Ben, if you're into para, para, parallel universes, that's yeah. the show for you. Yeah, yeah. check it out yeah. then. Yeah. I discovered it's, one it's of my great. favorite ben, uh, bands from that show. Just a random episode. I think it was the premiere episode. She wants revenge was playing. Mm. Oh yeah, and I, I had to Google it. I was like, "What is this song?" <laughs> yeah. It was like 2005 or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Well, to segue back into the Loch Ness monster here, I, I certainly was interested in all lake monsters after that uh, and then did a lot of research on on champ and then uh, uh ogopogo from lake okanagan yeah mm-hmm. uh, and this is our neighbors to the north there uh but uh you know it's it's a lot more romantic to believe mm-hmm. in the dinosaur mm-hmm. I, I would take that explanation over the uh the entities from crowley <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah although that's fascinating mm-hmm. too um I think more more likely than anything, uh, either we're dealing with a, an unknown animal, mm-hmm. you know, whether it is uh, a different species of fish we're not aware of. I know that the mm-hmm. log does contain, uh, you know, larger fish too, mm-hmm. like uh, pike, but not many. I mean, and it has some unique species to the lake, right? Too. That, that's right. Yeah. You know, uh, if it's a, if it's a dinosaur, unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's just not enough food for it. Yeah. Let, let alone the an entire breeding population because mm-hmm. there's been really reputable scientists that have come down there and researched the uh, ecosystem of the loch sure, mm-hmm. and sure. it just does not contain enough food yeah, I, for uh, yeah. A, a giant family of uh, plesiosaurs. <laughs> right, they, they, I, they'd be crawling up on the bank and exactly. Like well, the, there was like, a story you know, about three fifty from South Park, like that Loch Ness. Right, <laughs> so, yeah, he's begging for food. Yeah, yeah. there are stories. Uh, I think it was after that hi- highway was installed where there was somebody driving home at night and yeah. saw it's it's out of the water yeah it's out of the water it's going back into the water with a sheep in its mouth or something like yeah that. <laughs> i've read those accounts too uh, those right. accounts and let me tell you this is another fascinating thing about the Loch Ness monsters a varied history um, during the 30s in that part of, of the country and other places there in europe too there were traveling circuses Mm. And we know for a fact, and this is a matter of record, occasionally those circuses would take their elephants down and let them bathe in the lock. Oh. Okay? Huh. So when you see an elephant in the water, uh, you see uh, two big humps, and usually mm-hmm. their trunk is elevated like that. Yeah. Now, what does an elephant... Like yeah. That's right. What does an elephant's trunk look like? Yeah, elevated? yeah. It looks serpentine. Right, yeah. You know, so that's a fascinating thing right there. And that's one explanation. There's a thousand explanations for things in, in uh, lake monsters, river mm-hmm. monsters. We I have think... right here in the, our own back 
backyard the white river you know a mountain home in oh. norfolk and we have the white river monster i that's one that i talked yeah, about we talked a little bit about um, that and i was well, gonna I'm say that you know i feel that. like it's a very little known when you asked thing. what were the most plausible ones like at least of the ones that we researched for that one episode which didn't even like scratch the surface of how many there are yeah. But of all of those, I feel like that's probably the most plausible I one. Think, I think that's a definite possibility. I think that it actually, I think something big was in the water. I think yeah. it actually happened, well, like, as far, like, was it a cryptid or was it just an animal out of its own habitat? Yeah. Let Who's me tell you, say? I've got a story about the White River Monster uh, relayed to me. You guys know uh, Big Josh Hudson that hangs out yep. at the shop there. He's an engineer. He's in town, Josh Hudson Engineering. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, he grew up there. Uh, oh really uh, mountain home and they they you know he grew up fishing that river with his father his father now keep in mind his father is a very stoic man uh well josh not, is too, josh so is very imagine. stoic too they are not <laughs> guys that uh that uh delve into flights of fancy easily mm-hmm. uh-huh. these are these are, these are god-fearing folk <laughs> uh, his father though and an associate when they were fishing one evening saw they were in a boat and they were trawling you know doing some night fishing and uh something was keeping pace with their boat oh, something Lord. something big oh god creating i can't imagine weight. how free yeah. and they had, they had the, the spotlights you know this is back you know in the 80s too this mm-hmm. was yeah. a while ago uh and they shine the light and there was two huge big red eyes oh and they didn't know when uh, the light hit it the worst sure. color of eyes now now <laughs> they, of course they were freaked out about it but they didn't talk about it very much and they they kept it on their mind and then i think the next year people saw start seeing the same thing but his his dad had a fascinating theory about that the fact that sometimes that bears Will swim underwater. Whoa. Oh, oh my God! Will, and, they, and they will sometimes I didn't swim know that underwater. They do that. Yeah. Uh, well, and this is that could be one explanation: it, the reflection of a lot of animals. It yeah. looks red. You know. Yeah. yeah. The bear's head is huge. It's a big body. I mean, it'd be enormous. It, it would be yeah. a huge bear. It's it's unlikely, but that was one thing. You know, people like that that mm-hmm. are God fearing, not you know paranoid wackos like me. They try to come <laughs> up with uh, logical explanations. Yeah. Uh, sure. But there's plenty. I've been fishing in the White River since I was a kid too, trout yeah. fishing, and there's plenty of big fish in there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, big catfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a, a strange thing, yeah. and so many of these bodies of water have uh, have these things attached. I always to find them. it fascinating just how cross cultural lake monsters or river monsters are. Yeah. They're pretty yeah. much a You're right. for those yeah. in every yeah. culture. Yeah. Well, it's just uh, like there's there's aliens in every culture. There's the mm-hmm. idea of that in every in, in ancient cultures mm-hmm. or dragons. You know, you know, dragons, one. ghosts, or yeah. ghosts, or yeah, transcontinental. Well, I and, think if you you know you got to peel back the layers there and see mm-hmm. where it started. Like yeah. uh, a lot of it is uh, it's culturally. Uh, uh, it starts culturally, uh, you know, Lake uh, uh, Okanagan, Ogopogo, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck he's called. Yeah, Lake Pogo monster. <laughs> uh, he, uh, the, the the indigenous peoples had uh, had the legend built up around him, you know, and a lot of the stories I think for that were told to kids to stay away, don't drown, oh, yeah, yeah. keep them from drowning, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. my mother. And this is just give you a little example of how I was raised. Uh, my parents are Christian, but my mom never, uh, she always encouraged my fascination with the esoteric and the paranormal. And we had a pond on my parents' farm, you know, not too far from my house, but I like to wander down there as a small boy, mm-hmm. right? 
she used to tell me a creature inhabited that pond, and I tell you what, <laughs> I, 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 love be- it. I believed it, and I didn't step foot after after that. So yeah, that's how I was raised. Man, when, when I was growing up, I used to hang out with uh, one of my buddies from high school. His name was Matthew Butner, and his family had like twenty acres of land, and on that land they had like four or five ponds. And in one of those ponds, I remember we saw giant ripples in the water one day, and we were just freaked out. And come to later find out, they had bullfrogs. Bullfrogs, I don't know if you've heard them. Oh, they yeah. They sound kind of monstrous. Oh, they're, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they get the... No, some of them get huge. Too. Yeah. yeah, and they yeah. do. And that's what we think we saw at the time. But at, but at the what, time, we wanted to believe that right. it was well, We a want to believe, and that's yeah. what it's all about, you know. And uh, we talked about uh, the paranormal as a... As a Believing in esoteric, uh, the, the fantastique mm-hmm. is a, as a replacement for for being a God fearing believer. You know, mm-hmm. we want to believe. You know, otherwise we're just floating around. we're, yeah. we're star stuff. Yeah, basically, yeah. and that's that's cold. Oh, he's fine. He can lick me. I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, Ben, stop uh, licking yeah, him. Please, no. I can't help it. I can't yeah, help it. Yeah, Should yeah, I put yeah. my clothes back on? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> You got some crunchy peanut butter up there? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, we're getting filthy now. uh, uh, Thankfully, you know, uh, human beings uh, are created or or birthed with with Mm -hmm. the power to speculate. And it's good Mm -hmm. for your brain. Uh, I know that there has been some studies that show the people who think about things like we're talking about this mm-hmm. evening uh they're they're a lot happier folks they're they're calm yeah you know uh and uh it's just it's good for you i have a question for you did you ever think a lot about space when you were a kid? as a like, boy uh, yeah. absolutely you know growing up on a farm wide open spaces mm-hmm. there was a lot less light than there is even today yeah uh i used to take uh night walks mm-hmm. you know and i would go out there and i'd look up at the sky and mm-hmm. And just this is sort of a sick thing, but you know you want to meet the aliens. You know? yeah, you're, yeah, you're thinking yeah. you're thinking less about the anal probes as a child, <laughs> you know, than you think now. You know, I've had a few anal probes in my day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 I try to shy away from things like that. I but, just uh, I just know a lot of people who are just have no curiosity. That's for it. Space yeah, and like, it's yeah. it's sad mystery. And, and I read something last year that 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 was heartbreaking, and I oh. and I and I. I researched it myself. Uh, a lot of kids, young people, I'm talking mm-hmm. like, you know, in their teens, they've never seen a shooting star. That baffles me. It's and I'll, te- I'll tell me. you why, because they cannot bring their heads above the clouds there. They're looking on their damn phone all the mm-hmm. time. And I asked my nephew, I said, hey, you ever seen a shooting star? And he had never seen one. And that, that saddens me. You know? Yeah. It really does. Uh, but yeah, I was I was mm-hmm. that kid, you know. I was into uh, science fiction and mm-hmm. uh, anime before it was cool. Oh, you course. know, I love, yeah. I love me back when anime. it was Japanimation. 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 Yeah. I remember watching anime, Japanimation on PBS. Uh, we're talking. They back had on PBS back in like ninety one. They had something other than some uh, than BBC. No, they <laughs> would show they would show uh, anime blocks on Friday really? night sometimes, and then like. My parents got a big satellite dish, the old ones that did it just mm-hmm. look like the gigantic, all the gigantic one, ones. Yeah. Uh, and we got the, and this was when before sci-fi, when it was the mm-hmm. sci-fi channel, and they did Saturday morning Japanimation, and I saw some of the classics on there. Ninety, we're talking about ninety-three, ninety-four, like Akira and Vampire Hunter. Yeah, D, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the good stuff, not this uh, harem sex. <laughs> you know, that's that's you're getting nothing at the uh, fan service. Out of that. Yeah. Uh, 
but uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's 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 healthy to 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 believe in the possibility of anything, mm-hmm. you know. With be with keeping a skeptical mind, like Occam's razor, sure. you got to hold on to that sure. because I, I'm always baffled by these shows. You watch all the ghost hunting shows, and they don't have one fucking skeptic there. Right? They should yeah. put a skeptic yeah. in there. Yeah. You know? yeah. One thing, you know, uh, the Bigfoot hunter show is kind of ridiculous, but. A couple of those people are like, oh, it's a Squatch. And then that gal's like, squatch. she's like, no, you farted. You know, so like, the, the grunting is coming from your anus. You, know? you, 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 you need the, you, I think if you really want to get to the bottom of stuff, you need, number one, don't don't fill a house with 30 people, a full crew. Mm-hmm. You know, get, get, just a, get just a few people in there and get a skeptic in there. Yeah. And, uh, Otherwise, quiet. it's just confirmation bias. Be, be quiet. Be yeah. quiet, too. Uh, you're not going to be able to, to to get into anything with all this technological mumbo-jumbo. Sure. You know. Um, now, I personally have never seen a ghost or a spirit. I've seen things that were interesting. They could have been earth gases or something. But mm-hmm. when people see things like that, it's not it's not when they're looking for it. And that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it? right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't know what that means, but it's a fascinating concept. Uh, things just have a tendency to pop up on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... Well, Where before we, we wrap this up, I mean, I don't, I don't want to wrap it too. Did you have a hypothetical that you want? To I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I, I didn't I either. Totally forgot about hypothetical. I, what are we? Well, you just, at the end of the, a lot of episodes, we end with like a hypothetical a ter- scenario. They're usually yeah. not even hypotheticals. I don't know yeah. why we call them that. We just have them. <laughs> we just have them. We just pose a question that's related to the the mm-hmm. topic. Yeah, if it's true. I mean, hypothetically speaking, if 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 he was able to open up. You know, uh, if, if the ritual was a success and these things come in and it didn't get shut down, could you hypothetically then turn it off? We talked about that. Could, could yeah. you come in there and then finish the ritual? Uh, You'd have to know what he was working with. Exactly. You'd have to get those ancient yeah. tomes or yeah. whatever yeah. and yeah. find out what the... I would really like to know what was... It, you said it was like a six-month process, right? Uh, that, that was the bare minimum. Yeah, and so I really want Oof. to know what is involved in that. Yeah. Like, is it, you know, things have to be done under a full moon, or, yeah. like, weather conditions have to be right for this, or... There was a know, whole there was a whole litany of, uh, of guidelines and necessities that had to be met, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly orgies. Mostly orgies. Mm-hmm. Lots of... Did they have KY back then? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, use, I don't think they so. They probably <laughs> use the oil from sheep bladders. I was gonna—it's <laughs> a lot more. It's a lot more viscous. A lot of people don't know that. It's a little known fact. Well, let me add, let me present some you know, sure. uh, some hypotheticals. So, so, I mean, that's not hypothetical, but uh, Loch Ness monster. Uh, what do you think it is? Let's just go around. Oh, sure. Yeah, Ben. What I think the Loch Ness monster is. Oh God! Well, I mean, that's that's really it's hard. broad. Okay, yeah. so. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be. I'm going to have kind of a boring answer to this because um, I think that the guy who took the photo, Doctor, I think, yeah, I think he may have staged the photo. Well, no, we, the photo don't we know that right now? For sure. yeah. yeah, we staged yeah. the photo, and I mean that that was the first evidence that really set people off. Like the Loch Ness monster has to be real after this, That's and then true. it just kind of escalated after that. That was the fire. I think yeah. if that didn't happen, we wouldn't have nearly. The, the amount of interest as we do today. And so it just makes me think that if that didn't happen, then we wouldn't even have... This wouldn't be as big of a question right now. Right. 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 Well, there, there were legends before 
There were. That, that's why that picture was taken was because it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were going off of a pre-existing mm-hmm. legend. I will kind of piggyback on that though and say the. I think the reason it persists so hard is definitely the tourism aspect of it. Sure, sure. sure we haven't even touched on that, and that's a huge industry for them. Yeah, you know that's what they got. Yeah, yeah it's a. Yeah. But to still speak to uh, crypto or whatever, I, lots of other cultures have a lake monster. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes back to, we we talked about on the last one in Touch On here too, just the uh, deep underwater lakes, whatever, they have this, uh, they will always have this like fear. That's why Jaws was popular. That's sure, why sure. any sort of underwater scary thing. I remember I talked about on the last episode once I was out on a, like a, uh, yeah, like a party boat or something, and mm-hmm. we were on a lake, and it conked out. The engine conked out, and we decided to like just swim around the 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 boat for a little bit. It's and terrifying, isn't it? Yeah, I got I got. <laughs> it was a very murky lake. I couldn't see my hand as soon mm-hmm. as I put it underwater, yeah. and something touched my foot while I was. It could <laughs> yeah. have just been a it's passing a branch or something. <laughs> but I immediately was like, no, fuck, no, no I'm yeah. not. Be- I don't know what's underneath me. So I think that uh, it, it persists just because. We're scared of what's what we yeah. don't know. We always are. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what fuels a that lot keeps, of the, our that's, topics. That's what yeah. keeps us alive yeah. as a, as a yeah. as a race, as yeah. a species. You yeah. know, is the fear of sure. The, you know, yeah. I grew up at, around Grand Lake, which I don't know if you guys have ever been sure, over there. Absolutely. But they always have the rumors that there's Giant catfish as big yeah. as cars yeah. you know, <laughs> by the lake. I've I heard mean, of there that. are some yeah. big ass catfish. There have are. you ever seen mm-hmm. what is it? River monsters. Well, oh yeah, where they catch I'll, those things with, and they just stick their fist inside of them. Huge catfish. Noodling. Yeah. My uncles, noodling, my yeah. uncles noodle. I have two uncles that have noodled their entire lives. Uh, mm-hmm. And what is the island in Grand Lake, Patricia Island? Yeah, they have gone off on that island on the the rock shoals there, and they have noodled some monster it, catfish. Is yeah, it one of the dangers there being a snapping turtle? Yeah, that, that does happen sometimes. Yeah, or, yeah, or like if the big old fucking thing takes your hand, you can't get back up. You know, because mm-hmm. you've got to basically yeah. catch them with your hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have to say that River Monsters show. I am very it's attracted enough. to that. The host of that. That, that oh yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that he's, gray-haired. He's like, grizzled. Yeah, he, the, <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. It's that, yeah, grizzled old man meat. Mm, <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Jeremy Wayne. I don't know his name. I just I like his accent. And is he a southern dude? Is that what no? Is? He's English, right? Uh, uh, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he's, he's English. He's a classy guy. He is, and yeah. he does cool ass stuff. He's kicks ass. Yeah, so. yeah I agree awesome. with you. I think he's. I think you're right. I think he's hot. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, well, Sydney, what do you think about Nessie? Yeah, what do you think? I I think with. Uh, I mean, that one has persisted for centuries now. Forever. Right? Yeah. And, Long time. Um, Long I mean, time. you know, I I feel like with something that goes on for that long, and I I love the idea of like the interdimensional thing or like opening a hole, like a wormhole or, sure. or that they're, that we're crossing over. I mean, you know, if I, if I didn't have the religious background that I have, I would be more apt to think that we're living in a parallel dimension, but mm-hmm. a lot of my background, like, uh, kind of, you know, obviously conflicts with those, right, those right, ideas. Right. But I love the idea of like simulation theory and all that right. type of stuff. I mean, Elon but Musk says that I think it's more what, like the Matrix yeah, than we're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think what it probably, I think people have probably seen things in lakes. I mean, yeah. you know, things that are unexplainable, things that are enormous. And I mean, you know, there were dinosaurs. I think mm-hmm. that that's the most plausible explanation. Right. I mean, there's yeah. there are 
Well, we have you living know. dinosaurs too. I mean, look I at alligators hate, and stuff yeah. and you birds. Know, that shit's yeah. insane. Well, and I hate to to bring out this card here, but the the celio, the coelacanth. We thought this fish was extinct for millions and millions of years, mm-hmm. and they fucking find one of them. You know, and it <laughs> mm-hmm. hasn't changed. It's the coelacanth. So these things, they happen. Now, like I said yeah. earlier tonight, a fish is not a rept rept. Tiled, whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. air-breathing dinosaur. Yeah, but and look at the kraken, the the Archituthis, the giant squid. Yeah, for, oh for, yeah, for that years, stuff is terrifying. For yeah, years, for, for hundreds of years, this, this thing Lovecraftian was just, thing under yeah, the water, yeah. <laughs> Cthulhu-like beast. Yeah, for, for years, this mm-hmm. thing was uh, just in the realm of fantasy. Yeah, you'd see it on maps, and ye, ye will not go there, sailors. You know, mm-hmm. but this here there be dragons. That's right. This is this is a real. Ant, flesh and blood. Yeah. yeah. So. so that type of stuff is why it makes me think that, you know, lake monsters and, and something that people have like said that they have seen this, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, or have had experiences with something enormous in the water. It's yeah. not so far fetched to me. I mean, I mean, I think it's blown way out of proportion, obviously. Sure. And of course, yeah. the tourism aspect well, adds yeah. to that. But I, you know, I really think people have seen things that. You know, I mean, there's yeah. so little we know about our own Earth right now, I even mean, mm-hmm, as, yeah. a, as an mm-hmm. advanced, I put well, that you, in quotation, you have, species. You have witnesses there that have, there's a there's a guy that has lived on the banks of the lock now for 28 years or something like that. And this is a guy that came there as a tourist and saw something. He he had a good, I think he was a lawyer. He quit his, he quit his job. He, he lost his, lost everything. Because he believes it's true. He he believes what he saw. So mm-hmm. this guy now lives in a trailer um, down, by the, the down by the river. <laughs> and, and he has seen it one other time, what he thinks, in all the years that he's lived there. You know, wow. That's I, great. I, that's some dedication. Yeah. yeah well, no I joke. mean, that's this, uh, you know, we're not talking about some sort of uh, a phantom sighting here. We're talking about something. This guy saw something. Yeah. yeah, that fundamentally rocked right. his core, yeah. right? You know, yeah. and he moved his whole life there, lost it, lost basically mm-hmm. everything, or gained everything, whichever way you. Whatever want makes him happy, him. I guess. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. to keep chasing the elusive uh, great white whale. I I think you know, um, uh, being so interested in it for so long, the the romantic aspect mm-hmm. has run its course for me. And mm-hmm. I, I like Sydney what what you said that there are, there are things that are still out there that we don't know about mm-hmm. and we find them all the time. But as far as a dinosaur uh, like a plesiosaur is concerned, uh, you don't want to start looking at the hard science because you know your your ship gets holes in it, right? Yeah. Right. And it sinks pretty quick. Uh, uh, for for me, uh, years ago, I liked the the, the giant eel. Because we know some of these eels do get huge, mm-hmm. and then these eels are serpentine. I, I like that. I like a little bit more uh, the uh, sociological, anthropological yeah. thought of it. To be honest with you, and that connects to cross cultures, like we talked about. And every culture has these lake monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there is a shared mythos that we mm-hmm. all have in common, and most of it is designed to. If it's designed for self-preservation, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to keep us out of the deep, dark depths of the world, mm-hmm. you know, and these beasties rise up from that to uh, teach and uh, allure us, and uh, I like that, but I wish it was a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so I do want to say that his name is Jeremy Wade. Jeremy Wade, there and you that's go. what he looks like. Hot bod. Oh. Right <laughs> 
I often, he loves those fish so much, I hope he doesn't fuck them. <laughs> he just loves those things. He does. And they, and they are beastly looking. They, he gets into some insane, he finds some insane shit. Did, and you, goes, did you see that episode with the giant manta rays that they, and those no. River, no. These river man, manta rays. River they, manta rays? Oh, they were huge. Manta, like, manta, oh, manta rays. Is it manta? Yeah, they yeah, were manta rays. terrifying things. But uh, they he and uh, like a, Twenty tribesmen pulled these giant things out, and they were man. He was he was in asses, he gets and, asses into it. and elbows. Yeah, you know. <laughs> wow. But yeah, he's a hot guy. We <laughs> should get, have, get him down for the agree. podcast. Yeah, yeah. He's ancient too. He's got to be like what sixty five. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. An old guy. We'll give him a call. We'll bring him on his podcast. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, uh, one more thing about Aleister Crowley. And sure. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Um, I think that. Earlier on in the show, I presented most of these people as frauds and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Uh, but uh, I think that characters like Aleister Crowley have a lot to teach us, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it, it can be perceived as negative, but uh, if anything, historical figures like that show us what not to look for, you know. <laughs> sure. uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. There's something to learn from. Yeah, yeah. Don't get involved with uh, Wicca circles when you're in college. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Be wary of the charismatic. Unless unless <laughs> exactly. it's all sexual, then just <laughs> If it's all sexual, dive right, right in. in. Dive yeah. right in. Dive right into the lock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Nessie will join in. You never know. Yeah. Hopefully. Let me tell you one thing. you got to have a big condom for that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe Alistair Crowley was trying to uh, invoke like a super condom uh, <laughs> in, in the rituals like you know because you know oh, he, sure. was, he had yeah. all those STDs you know uh-huh. the guy yeah. he caught them all he He's caught them all he's like, like Pokemon, Pokemon. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so maybe it was like uh, it was rituals to protect his uh, his, his, his whitey shrinkading uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, he spent six months on it. It's probably worth it, right? Right. Well, we didn't talk about his heroin addiction either. Oh, yeah. He, he was addicted to heroin yeah. and cocaine. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He was living Jesus. a life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pro- we might have to circle back to Alistair Yeah, Crowley there's some Crowley Crowley you could talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Definitely. Um, Joe, do you want to... We don't have a gigantic listener base, but people do listen to this. Do yeah. You, do, do you want, want to, to plug, plug your uh, Plug what you got going on? Oh, yeah. Shop? If you're a smoker like I am... And you like uh, carcinogens? <laughs> come down to Ash and Ember Gentleman Shop, one hundred dash one East Alpine, and good old historic Salem Springs, Arkansas. Oh yeah, we've got uh, hand blended pipe tobaccos. I've been a pipe tobacco blender mm-hmm. for a long time. Some fantastic high end cigars and some uh, nice blue collar cigars too. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid to come down to the shop. It's not one of those hoity toity. You know, you can't go in unless you're, you spend a hundred dollars a visit. You come down mm-hmm. there and you get a cigar and you hang out with us, and we talk it's about nice. shit yeah. like this. So, talk about this. And if you don't know, I honestly I know nothing about tobacco. But every time I go in there, I ask Joe what's good, and he always points me in the right direction. So, well, you know, thank go you, down brother. there. And thank you. And even if you're say not hi. a smoker, they have a lot of kick-ass true. shit there. That's true. true. Yeah. Yeah. We've uh, got stuff for your beards, uh, beard oil, all you know, mustache wax, mm-hmm. and some vintage toys, and uh, it's some just comic books. Comic books. It's, I've uh, bought comic books and an, a xenomorph, uh, not not statue, action but, figure, action, action figure. figure. You got there. the queen. I've got the queen. Yeah, nice. Cool. The old yeah. Uh, Mattel 1990s, yeah. early 90s. Stuff. She's awesome. Yeah, it's badass, but yeah, it's a fun shop. It's a uh, it's one of the highlights of downtown. For oh, absolutely! Sure. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it's it. It's great. Uh, we have a lot of fun there. That's what it's all about. Mm. 
Well, thanks for coming on, Joe. We appreciate oh, you yeah, I had, a, I had a blast, guys. Thanks yeah. for yeah. having I, me. Uh, this I is hope, awesome. I hope that you listeners out there in La La Land learned a few things. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I learned a few things. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, mostly it was just uh, sex and beasts. <laughs> sex and beasts. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Pseudophiles. As always, rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, and we still have t-shirts on pseudophiles.com, so check those out when you get a chance. And uh, if you have any questions or you have any suggestions for future topics, you can always email us at podcast at pseudophiles.com. What do you think the Loch Ness Monster is? Mm. Let yes, us know. Email us that. Yeah, give us your own theories. We'd love to hear from you. But thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.